Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by the only podcast presenter in Ireland who hasn't been struck down with COVID nineteen coronavirus. It's Benjamin. Benjamin, who would have guessed that the only inoculation against COVID nineteen coronavirus was hubris? <laughs> The music for the podcast We don't actually have anything music <laughs> Very good uh, Benjamin, say hello to the people there Hello ladies and gentlemen A little, little, little spoiler here Don't tell Michael But I do have COVID-19 Coronavirus And now he has it too Because we're in a tiny room mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen We've been through a bit of a A, a a fracas, a furore, <laughs> trying to get this podcast off the ground this morning. Uh, bloody Windows updates and coronavirus. Mm. No bueno. No bueno. Your level is very high there, Benjamin, I notice. I'm a very high man. I think we probably turned it up for Nisha, never turned it back down. That might have been what happened. Do you want to turn your gain down there just a little hair? Am I going? You're going that way? No, no, that's up. That's down. Well, then it's down at the lowest it can possibly be, Michael. Oh, even then. Even then, I'm just a very loud man. Benjamin, anyway, look. Yes. <laughs> you were complaining yesterday that TV never has any positive social benefits. That's exactly what I said, Michael, in a definitely real conversation not used to set up a bit. No, it is. But, Benjamin, I was telling you before, there's some Watchmen news. Oh, 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 oh Watchmen news. I said Watchmen news, you Ben. Did. You thought I said Watchmen nudes. I did. <laughs> it wasn't Watchmen I nudes. Did. I was very excited. Yeah. No, Benjamin, have you seen that partially due to the recent success of the TV show Watchmen, mm-hmm. the Tulsa race riots and uh, massacre in Oklahoma is now to be taught on the school syllabuses. Well, get the fuck out of Isn't town. Isn't that great? That's actually quite a bit of social change, Michael. Isn't it? I'm quite a fan of that. Isn't that good? Well done, Watchmen. Yeah. That's something to be proud of. Can you imagine going to the, to the HBO writers kind of Christmas party? Hmm. And you come across D&D yeah. from Game of Thrones. And they're just like, what have you ever done for society? Sweet F.A. Yeah. And then you say to the other guys who wrote Watch Me, like, what did you ever do for society? Well, actually, yeah, I've uh, well. brought attention to a much overglossed and whitewashed part of history. Wouldn't it be good if a British television program uh, did like a superhero show which started with a flashback episode to Trevelyan's Corn? That'll never happen, Michael, <laughs> because as we all know, the English don't think they did anything wrong. Very interesting. We, we did have Black 47, though. Well, I don't think, English I don't think anybody that. cared about that. Mm. Um, Michael, as you know, the English have a memory quite like a dog's. No memory of the past. Everything's fine. Why are you annoyed? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, English listeners. That got a bit nationalist That's, that's there. most colonial forces, though. You can do it with French people, too, if you want. <laughs> anyway, Benjamin, isn't yes. that good? Yes, it's great news. Now, back on to trivial nonsense. Yay! Progress. You're a bit... What, what's my... Artemis Fowl. Oh, yeah. Bloody, bloody Michael. Michael. Yes, when I, I was but a wee lad. A wee pup. A wee pup. A wee pup of a young fella. Yeah. Um, I read a series of books, Michael, that I enjoyed massively. Yes. Massively. The Hunger Michael. Games. They were, no, Michael. I was a bit younger than... The, I was a, I'm a bit older than the Hunger Games generation. Mm. Quite Damn. a bit older. Yeah, Damn. no, I'm quite a bit older than the, the Hunger Games generation. Mm. The Hunger Games generation is about 10 years my, my junior. No. Yes, my sister would be the Hunger Games generation. And she is but a wee lass of 20 years old. Really? Yes. Um, I'm talking about Artemis Fowl, Michael, by Owen Colfer. Um, it's a pr- fairly interesting kind of look at the she and fairy culture in Ireland. Um, and there's a young criminal mastermind, Michael, and he wants to engage with the she to kind of further his wealth and power by using magic 
He sounds like a bad bloke. He, he's a 12-year-old, Michael. So I don't know if we could say he's really a bad bloke. He is, he is capable of change. But at this particular moment, Michael, in Artemis Fowl number one, he's a real bad egg. Mm. Michael. Yes, Benjamin. Michael. Hello. Disney bought the rights to it. It's been in development hell for quite a while. To quote Kevin Smith, Disney own everything. Uh, to quote Kevin Smith, I'm absolutely goddamn right they own everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think he said that, but look. Um, yeah, so it's it's finally out, Michael. We got a trailer with, with none other than lauded Irishman, the Farler. The Colin Farler. He's, he plays his da. The Colin Farrell plays our plays his da. Does he play it with his bullseye voice or with his normal voice? With his normal voice. He's, he's a very gentle Irishman. Oh. Um, He's looking very classically Colin Farrell though. There's no moustache for this. No no frumpy glasses. He just looks like Colin has he, Farrell. Has he got a big spiky hair? A little bit of spiky hair. Mm. A little bit of spiky hair. Um, there's a, a young Irishman playing the young Irishman which is always nice to see. They That's actually nice, cast yeah. in Ireland. Um, Judy Dench is playing a Northern Ireland uh, field commander fairy. Oh. That'll be interesting. I thought you were going to say Judy Dench is playing the young Irishman. No, no. Dame <laughs> Judy Dench is playing Commander Root mm-hmm. um, who is uh, traditionally a Northern Irish um, fairy in the audiobook adaptations. But we'll take a look at that. We'll see how that goes. Um Commander Julius Root is a male in the books, but I'm imagining it'll probably Commander Julia Root or oh, something like that. A bit of diversity. In, in the, it's a bit of diversity and equality. There's a young Irish lady playing uh, com- uh, Captain Holly Short, who's a uh, thing. Now, Michael, one of the best things about now, that... Now, hold on. I'm going to stop you there for a second. Captain Holly Short, who's a thing... What, what is she? Sorry, I was just about to get into that <laughs> okay. and then you, you cut me off. Um, one of the very interesting things about the Artemis Fowl series is they updated the fairies and the fairies have their own kind of super advanced society with a police force and whatnot. Oh. And the, she is a captain in the fairy police force. Oh. And Commander Julius Root is the commander of the fairy police force. Of Northern Ireland. Um, I suppose in many ways, Michael, it would be reminiscent of Saga or something like that where there's a big world kind of and mythology based around magic but with also technology and stuff like that it's very interesting Michael like that show recently with Orlando Bloom yes and, uh, very much like Carnival Row Cara Delevingne yes very much like Carnival Row mm. um, but much more modern uh, anyway Michael um, some of the fans are very upset Michael because it looks like the movie combines several books into one no, no. Um, well look Michael that's how we do adaptations Michael we don't have all that time not always Yes, one of the things that's really annoying people is there's a famous dwarf character yeah. in the thing, and dwarves in 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 Artemis Fell um, are traditionally kind of like super moles. They right. can dig anywhere and get in anywhere, very and cool. they very often take the role of thieves mm. um, in in the world of Artemis Fell. But it's been played by Josh Gad, Who's super Josh American Gad? Josh Gad. Who's Josh Gad? Josh Gad is the plump American. Uh, oh yeah, that guy. I know. The he, guy. he plays comedy relief fat guy yeah, in a lot of things. He he's a bloody main character in it. Mm. Yeah. Is he doing an accent? He's not doing an accent, Michael. He's doing American. Okay. So a lot of people are like, oh. Where is it set? Um, it's set in Ireland. Oh, good. Um, but it's set all over the world because fairies are a global network. Yeah. And Ireland happens to be what would they call one of the old cradles of magic. So mm-hmm. that's why it's such a central focus. Oh. Um, it's where all the ancient magic hangs oh, cool. out. Um, and yeah, look, it's a, it's pretty... Is Cara Delevingne in it? Um, I wish she was. She isn't. Oh. Seems like, a, seems like a waste. Benjamin. Yes. Have you noticed that there are two projects coming out very shortly called Stargirl? No. Isn't that confusing? I haven't noticed. The CW series called Stargirl is coming soon. I really can't stress enough that I haven't noticed. It's called Stargirl. It's based on the DC comic Stargirl. Right. Based on the DC superhero Starman. 
Right. You're familiar with it. Yes, I am. Stargirl, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So the CW are doing a series about her. I had no idea. And Disney Plus are also doing a movie about the book Stargirl. Well, I had no idea about that either, Michael. Isn't that, isn't that confusing? But, but, but tell me now, Michael. Tell me now, Michael. Tell me now, Michael. I'm listening. What is the book called Stargirl? It's about a boy who goes to a, a school in a new place and is... Yeah, listen to me. Hold on. Hold on. But wait, Michael. You said it was called Stargirl. It's about a boy who goes to a school in a new place and he loses his spark and then he meets a strange girl whose name is Stargirl. And she's a star vampire. No, I, I don't think there's any science fiction element to it. I think it's just a weird she, coincidence she, that they're both coming out. She eats his spark. I hope not. There's and 16. then Megatron comes and says, bring me the old spark. You've done Megatron, but Optimus Prime's voice. And then Optimus says, we must protect the old spark. That was more Megatron. Yeah, I see what you've done. You've got them mixed up there. Anyway, I've heard of neither of these projects, Michael. Are you excited for them? No, not at all. But I just thought it was an interesting coincidence. Why is the CW still making things? Because, Ben, they are immensely popular and successful. They are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Take yeah, that, yeah. Marvel. Yeah, take that also, Ben. <laughs> um, you know, one-man crusade versus the enormously popular and successful CW TV. If, if, look, whatever it is, I'm against it, Michael. You know yourself. Whatever it is, I'm against it. Yes, um, yeah. Stargirl will be interesting. It's 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 Stargirl, not Star Man. So it's not it's not a male-driven thing. It's the one with the big robot suit. Yeah, stripe. Her father is in the because it's stars and stripes. Yeah, she's very American, isn't it? Um, very American. Mm. Um, it's about is her is her name? I can't remember her name in the. I can't remember the comics. Name, but, uh, Con, it's Connie something. Connie, Connie, isn't it? Connie Hook. Connie um, Hook. Like Blue Pro- Peter. Probably not that. <laughs> probably not Connie Hook. But look, she's a weird thing. She inherits a staff from a former superhero, and the staff she rides it like a broomstick, and yeah. she's and got Luke, big Luke shooty Wilson's powers. Luke Wilson. Wow. Wow. That's Owen Wilson. That's Owen Wilson. Yeah. But I'm sure they have like a wow off everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Benjamin. Go on. Is that it? Does it try to for Penny Dreadful? I didn't see it, Michael, but I'm a big fan of Penny Dreadful, Michael. Bloody Victorian sexy times. Not in the new one. The new oh. one is uh, Los Angeles in the twenties by the looks of things, and a oh. kind of Mexican American spiritualism panic. Oh. With Natalie Dormer as a sexy devil. Oh. So you'll enjoy that. Oh. I'll I will. certainly enjoy it, Ben. I will. I'll but enjoy it lots. Yes, you will, you little mm, bloody, bloody sexy devils. Oh, I love his sexy oh, devil. Lovely That's sexy why your favourite film is the film Bewitched. No, not Bewitched, Bedazzled. I do like a sexy witch. Remember Bedazzled? Yes. I also remember the terrible remake with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. Oh, no, that no, that was Bewitched. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Bedazzled with bloody Liz Hurley? Liz Hurley, Oh, yeah. formative. And Brendan Fraser. Formative. Oh, sexy Brendan devil. Fraser. I miss Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's a sexy devil. He's in um, the thing I, we watch. I know, but he's, he's chubby now. It's not the same. Oh, God. He's not as sexy as he once was. Oh, God, Ben. He's not as sexy. That's enough body was. shaming from you. No. Speaking of body shaming. I shall shaming, continue. Yes. Speaking of body shaming, Ben. Ben, what's going on? Why are you eating so much lately? I finally got to watch Jay and, Bay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot. Bay and Silent Bob, the reboot. Yeah. Um, Benjamin, have you watched the rest of the View Universe universe films? Is this the Kevin Smith universe? Yeah, Kevin yes, Smith I universe. I've seen most of them. You've seen I've most of them. I've not seen the reboot. No. Well, the reboot, Ben, is barely a film. Okay, what is it? Is it a series of skits? No, it's a 90-minute homage to the rest. Why, Michael? Because they're very popular and successful, Benjamin. Well, you know my policy on that, Michael. (laughs) I do. Uh, No, I actually quite enjoy the VSQ universe. I enjoy some of them. I was no great fan of Clerks 2. Well, it was just cashing in. I was no great fan of whatever came after that. That might have been the most recent one, actually. I think there was something, but I can't remember what it was. But this mm. is 
essentially a love letter to his own universe. Yeah. Interesting. Clerks, mall rats, chasing Amy. Chasing Amy? Jay and Silent Bob and Dogma are the real ones that get. Yes, Dogma makes a come. Are we doing spoilers? For Jane Silent Bob the reboot, yes, absolutely, yeah, sure. Did you? Did you? Is it in the cinema? Did you see it in the cinema? I saw it on a on a stream, ah, a very legal stream. Yes, yes. Is it out recently? It's on. A, it's on a traveling roadshow rather than a an international release. What is? Yeah, it has a very weird release thing. If I had seen an opportunity to see it in the cinemas, I would have seen it in the cinemas. But I didn't see an opportunity to see it in the cinemas, so I saw it on a stream. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, go on. Full well, spoilers. It's a weird film. It's a weird film. It's uh it's a, it's a, yeah, it's just a 90-minute love letter to the previous films, including some of the most obvious winks and nods to a camera I've ever seen in my entire life. He loves a nod and a wink. But I mean, this is essentially a 90-minute nod and a wink. Nod and a wink. Nod and a wink. For example, Ben Affleck is in it, Ben. Spoilers since we're already in spoilers. Ben Affleck is in it as Holden. Holden Caulfield. Yes. And you remember he was chasing Amy for many years. He was. He was giving it a real go. Yeah, but it wasn't Amy wasn't her name. Her name was uh, Melissa? I think so. Something like that. But anyway, um, they have had a child together as a surrogate. He's her sperm donor. Cause she's a lesbian, if you remember. Get out of town! And he's a dad. And he does a whole little speech about... And you spend your whole life thinking you're Bruce Wayne. Thinking you're Batman. And then you have a kid and the kid comes along and she's the most important thing in the world. And you realise you're not Bruce Wayne, you're Thomas Wayne, or his mother, whose name escapes me for some reason. <laughs> and then a little pause, and I look at the camera, and then back into the, the suite. And that's the whole film. The whole film is moments like that. Is it enjoyable, or is it a I bit, mean, does I mean, it wear a bit thin? I, I feel like that wears a bit thin. Those films were formative in my teen years, Ben, and my early kind of cinema-going yeah. persona. Um, Matt Damon has a little cameo as as Loki. Oh, get that, get that down. Yeah. Remember, he was Loki. Yes. And there's a whole joke about your, your, your kids are sitting there asking you, who's this? where's Tom Hiddleston? I was Loki in the 90s before it was cool. And, you know, he still... Turns dress- to the camera. Yeah. No, he's, he, he does the whole thing. His whole cameo is just an address to the camera as Loki. Oh. So uh, he... He's, he still dresses like me. He's got a long black coat and a hoodie, <laughs> but he's like close to 50. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's barely a film. It is genuinely barely a film. It has a message. The message is like moving on and accepting parenthood and the joys it brings. But yeah, it's barely a film. Uh, mm. There is literally no reason to watch it if you didn't, didn't spend, see his original. Yeah, if you didn't really invest in watching those movies over and over again when you were young, because... That's all it is. That's yeah. all it bloody it's is. A nod and a wink. Did they get Beth back from Dogma? No. Is Beth still around? No. Uh, that was... Um, what's her name, wasn't it? She disappeared from the world. Yeah. No, she's not in it. She. A lot of a lot of people aren't in it. No, Chris, Chris Rock. Chris Rock is not in it, no. Uh. Do you want me to spoil every cameo? Uh, yeah. Ben Affleck is in it. Matt Damon is in it. That's pretty much it for big names. What's her name who played... Chasing Amy is in it. Yeah, I don't know who that Joey is. Joey Lauren Adams. Um, yeah, it means nothing to me. She's in it, but they're all very much cameos. Yeah, they just they have it's a, just scene. a series of cameos. With I'm not even convinced that Ben Affleck was ever in the same room as them. Zach and Miri made a porno. Came out after Clerks Two. That's not part of the Viewist universe. Oh, for God's sake! 
Why not? I don't know. It's actually was a pretty enjoyable film. Smith? I think it was, yeah. I'm yeah. going to check that now. I'm going to check that now, but I'm almost certain. It's either written by him or directed by him. Anyway, Ben, I can't recommend it unless you are I've heavily invested. Them. I've seen them all, but I doubt I'm heavily invested. I think mm. heavily invested would probably be a very generous way of... And even having said that, Ben, I would only, I probably would never watch it again. You know, there's no... It seems like a watch once kind of gig. Yeah, it's a. It's like a 90-minute DVD extra feature. <laughs> Has he made anything recently? Walrus. Like, he's the director, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith. Oh, didn't he make Walrus? I never saw that. With the... Walrus Tusk, there's lots of jokes about that in it. There's lots of jokes about uh, Gigli ruining people's careers and stuff, you know. Very out of date stuff. Yeah, he's cast his own daughter as one of the main characters. Oh. And then there's lots of jokes about that Kevin Smith fuck just makes his own daughter be in all his films. <laughs> A little wink. You know? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It doesn't sound. It's fine. I, I gotta be honest, Michael. It sounds very unappealing. Well, I'm saying that's what I'm saying to you, Ben. It is essentially, it is essentially a uh, like ninety minute, not in a wink. It's, ba- it's barely a film. I'm not recommending it oh. unless you're really into Kevin Smith. Then you'll enjoy it. So that's a no from us. Uh, anyway, Ben, just <laughs> moving on from there. Another disappointment this week, Ben. Oh no! A very big disappointment. Oh no! I spent Ben. I bought two tickets. Oh no! To go and see the new movie of the the flavor of the week, new movie. The Invisible Man. Oh, no. I be- you barely even see him. <laughs> He's barely in it, Ben. As usual, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast that finishes on the episode every week forevermore. <laughs> uh, go on. Benjamin, he's barely in it. Go on. You barely see him. Yeah. Because he's invisible, you see. Yeah, you see. It's very good. Is it good? It's very is good. Is it really good? It's very good. Oh, I'm delighted. It is a very good film, Ben. Is it? Yes. Oh, Michael, do you know how happy that makes me that I found that randomly as a trailer and decided to discuss it on the podcast? And it's actually good. It's very good, Ben. Good. It is. about, Michael? It's about an invisible man. Yes. Well, actually, you know, funnily enough, it isn't about an invisible man. Oh. It's about a lady. Yes. And the lady is in an abusive relationship. Oh. Like um, Katie Holmes. (laughs) And she decides to escape. Or Johnny Depp. And she decides to escape... And then her her husband, boyfriend, husband, I think, uh, apparently commits suicide. Oh. But she thinks he's come back as an invisible man. Oh. And everyone else thinks she's just mental. You're absolutely mental, You're Elizabeth You're mental. Moss. There's no Elizabeth. There's no invisible man here. There's no Elizabeth man here. <laughs> If there was an invisible man here, we'd be able to see him. And she's like, no, you're misunderstanding what invisible means, you dumbass. And We'd then, be able to see him. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. That's my whole point. So there's, I didn't think there was any tense, it, it's, it's a tense movie, undoubtedly. But yes, I would say there had to be quite a bit of tension. I didn't think there was any tension at any stage about whether or not there really was an invisible man. There is very much it, an invisible man. There's clearly an invisible man. You've seen the trailer. You've seen her getting picked up by the invisible yes. man. And um, the paint. So, yeah. So it doesn't do, uh, I don't think it does a terribly good job of making you th- making you doubt Elizabeth Moss because you're always on her side that this is clearly Do you happening. think that would make a more interesting story or do you think it's more interesting that we have to watch her frustration and trying to convince other people she's not a madman? Well, essentially, it's gaslighting the movie. Ah, oh, classic. That's what it is. Classic. Yeah. My, my good lady friend said to me, isn't it amazing that H.G. Wells, when he wrote this, had all of these modern themes in mind. <laughs> it's like, it's, no. not, re- it's not really no. The Invisible Man, the book, Ben. No. It's it's a whole new adaptation. They're not very similar. It's, no, it's not at all. No for great one, Arthur Griffin was he. For one thing, The Invisible Man, the book, is 
from Arthur Griffin. It's actually a third person perspective, isn't it? Yeah. But it is it is focused on the Invisible Man. Arthur so, Griffin. Yeah. So I was doing a little joke there at the beginning by saying the Invisible Man is, is barely in this. But he really is barely in it. He's not. <laughs> in a traditional sense. It's not the Invisible Man you grew up with. It's Well, I mean, it is isn't. it is. It is because he's a very good Invisible Man. Oh, well, that's good. But the story is about the lady and right. her being gaslighted and trying to get people to believe her and slowly going mad. Ooh. And is there a better actress, Ben, to slowly go mad and be gaslighted than Elizabeth Moss? I don't think so. I think Elizabeth Moss has carved out the world's oddest niche. Yeah, she's the best at being gaslighted and yeah. and going slowly mad. Yeah, she's pretty good at it. Mm. It's very good. It's a good movie. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's tense. It's exciting. There, Some of the shots, I thought... We're a little bit too obvious in there. There might be an invisible man there. Yeah, they're a bit too wide in the yeah. end. <laughs> like, well. no, I mean, no, if it was like that, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Like, you know, when you're watching a movie and it's very clear from the shot that a car is about to crash into the side of the car. Yeah. I would have liked more shots like that where you thought... It was going to happen and didn't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas what it is is a slow pan across to an empty corner of a room. And just her looking at it going, oh, you're there, aren't you? You're there, <laughs> you absolute invisible prick. You're there, aren't you? And he, he's he like, does actually have an invisible prick. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. He's, yeah. He's but over like, in the other corner. He's not, it's not, it's a fucking Australian. <laughs> it's, it's Korg. <laughs> he's a, yeah. Fuck off, ghost. <laughs> it, um, Piss off, ghost. As you said, Ben. It is lacking some of the morality play nature of the original book. Yes. Because he is a complete and utter prick <laughs> long before <laughs> he becomes invisible. Prick. He becomes invisible because he is a complete and utter prick. Yes. Whereas Arthur Griffith becomes a bit more evil. Do they explain the invisibility? Yes. Spoilers. Entirely. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go into spoilers? Can I, can I just get a quick, because for my own curiosity, okay, Michael, well, I go mad. So we we'll do a full spoilers spoiler here. There, ben. <laughs> Is that a little spoiler break? Do we yeah. have a little spoiler theme? We, we should get one. Okay. Spoiler. Anybody want to do us a little pop culture? Anyone want to do us a little spoiler theme tune? That would be very Probably much appreciated. Quickly. Yeah, send it to Michael. It's a jaunty little piano jingle. Yeah, send it to Michael and Benjamin's podcast at gmail.com, please. You get credited. You get credited. Let me no money. Let me no money. It's everything's for so, yes. Spoilers, Ben, for the Invisible Man. Yes, he is an optics expert, and he's made a suit. Ah, he's wearing a suit. It's like a super suit. It's but a super suit. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's believable. Do you remember in uh, in uh, Your Man from Navin is James Bond? What was that called? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. When he had a car, a magic car. Yes. And it was covered in cameras and tiny screens. Yes. It's that technology. It's that suit. Yeah. Again. Yeah, he has a suit that, yeah. Turns, invis- turns invisible. Yeah. I see. But it's good. It's convincing. It's like a really bad Superman. Well... There is a certain aspect to this where, again, spoilers, play the theme music again. Um, there is a certain aspect to this where she ends up with a suit at the end. <gasps> and um, she escapes off with the suit. And it could be the best start to a dark universe that any of the uh, dark universe films have tried ever to have do. gotten. Because all, they've all been so obvious. Remember in Dracula Untold? Where the last scene is in the modern day. Yes. And Charles dances there and he says the game is afoot or something like that. Tapping his really long and unkempt nails. Yeah. And and that was like, nah, no, it isn't. And then in The Mummy Returns, the mum, not The Mummy Returns, The Mummy is uh, 
a Scientologist. The mummy is a Scientologist. In, in the film, the mummy is a Scientologist. He was like, I'm a mummy now. Give and me back my Katie. Give me back Katie Holmes. I'm coming to get her. I'm sand. And what was his name? The guy who throws phones? Tom Cruise. No, the throw, phone thrower. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was the leader of the secret society. And he was Mr. Also Jekyll, Dr. Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You are a much younger man. And everybody went, no, no yeah, he's, he's not. not, not, he's, not. <laughs> he's like five years old younger than you. He probably couldn't even dodge a phone if you threw I him. I don't even know if he's five years younger than him. I think Tom Cruise might be older than Russell Crowe. <laughs> but anyway, they were all so obvious in their setting up for a sequel or a, a joining a universe. Whereas this one leaves it nice and open-ended. Yeah, but also the most intriguing because it would be kind of cool to see her having gone through this Using her powers for great good. Exactly. Not necessarily a greater good. Maybe a little bit morally ambiguous. Ser- serial killing abusive men. Or something. I'd enjoy that. It doesn't I'd have to be that. abusive men. It could be abuse of anyone. Oh, well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it within tone. Do you want to watch out for that Amber Heard character, <laughs> allegedly? <laughs> Johnny Depp will be saved by an invisible force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there are it's some... It's interesting that you've chosen this episode of all episodes to focus very intensely on the... Uh, Johnny Depp, recent, on the on the, <laughs> on the recent... Uh, Revelations of the Amber Heard case. No, I find that fascinating. Bad egg. Very amusing. Both of them bad eggs, I imagine. Anyway. Spare pricks. There's some weird Not stuff. Invisible. There's some weird stuff in it, like uh, he has a dog. I like dogs. And I know you do. You have a little dog yourself. I have a little dog. And uh, part of her escape is nearly ruined because she tries to kind of free the dog a bit. You can see it in the trailer. But no then, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. But after he dies, and my good lady friend pointed this out, after he apparently dies... She goes back to the house a couple of weeks later and the dog is still there. Who's looking after the dog? Who's looking after the pooch? Yeah. It's weird. Get out of town. Yeah. I, and then the dog, it looks like there was supposed to be a scene where the dog maybe attacks him when he's invisible. Because he can smell him. Because he can Cause smell cameras don't hide smell. Exactly. And, and that's why she escapes. But the dog doesn't attack him and she just escapes for no real particular reason. Oh. Seems like a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I think the whole thing was supposed to be the dog hates him and likes her and the dog attacks him, but they probably couldn't get the dog to attack him. Or they couldn't make it look convincing. <laughs> ah, screw it. Yeah, and <laughs> they went off. Oh, screw fuck it. it. Fuck it. We started, so we'll finish. Anyway, it's very good. I strongly recommend that you go and see it. It's Jason Bloomhouse. It's a Lee Whannell. Bloomhouse is a classic at this point. Is it, though? They're doing great stuff, aren't Are they? they, though? Aren't Are they, they though? though? How, did, how did you enjoy 2020's Fantasy Island? I loved it, Michael. Every second of it. You didn't, Ben. You didn't go see it. No, I didn't go see it. it was, like it everyone like else. A, it looked like a garbage MTV remake, remake. A, a little something. bit. Also, what did you, how much did you enjoy Bloomhouse's other film that failed this year? It's failed so much, I've forgotten what it was called. What was it about? I can't remember. Failure. <laughs> yeah. The fail- greatest fear of all. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. This podcast might never be massively successful. Ah. Oh, that was a bit close to the bone there, yeah, Michael. I'm frightened. Uh, let's wrap it up early there so, so we can have a little cry. Yeah, tiny so, room. Uh, Lee Monell, Ben, one of your favourite directors. Yes, huge fan. The dire- No, you are. He's the director of... Uh, Upgrade. Oh, I am a huge fan. Yeah, the film Upgrade's Upgrade. a fucking yeah. great film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is is the is 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 Logan? Is the poor man's bloody Tom Hardy? Is he playing the 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 abusive boyfriend? The Invisible Man. Yes. No, I don't oh, know who played the Invisible Man. But it didn't really matter who played the Invisible Man because he's bloody invisible. The, act, the actor himself is in literally one scene. So no, it doesn't matter. Up, doesn't matter who he is. I'm going to look him up now. Give him his due. Anyway, Ben, let's move on. Okay, never mind. I won't look him up. No, because so. we'll look at the time. Well, I mean, look at... Jesus, Michael. That's a whole 27 minutes in. We haven't even gotten to the... T- it's lucky that you noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that one. Oh, that was a fake laugh, which became a real laugh. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that one. Ladies and gentlemen, we were sitting down and we realised that this coming Friday... Mm-hmm. 
the Friday that is after the day that you're listening to this. Yes. Perhaps you're listening on the Friday. You might be. It's Friday the 13th. Spooky. Spooky. Um, it is the day the coronavirus will cover the world <laughs> in a wave of darkness oh. because it's very unlucky. Oh. Um, we're just joking. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, it, it bloody Friday the 13th. So I, I got thinking, what would we do on a podcast about pop culture on Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. We'd bloody talk about luck. Strange fate. look. Yeah. Strange, strange look. Mm-hmm. Strange love. What is love, Michael? It's w- baby, don't hurt me. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully not. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be taking a look at all things look-based, Michael. The bloody superheroes, when it's used as a plot device, when it's in a bloody uh, object, when things mess around with the hero's journey, all kinds of things like that, Michael. Oh, so so that's what look. we're going to take a look at. We're going to take a look. Pure, dumb look. Go on then. Um, that's what we're going to be taking a look at. So, Michael, I mean, it's all over comic books, really. And it's always purely defined and very very messy probably the best definition of luck based superpowers I have ever seen is in Deadpool 2 where Deadpool just goes on a massive rant about how it can't possibly be a power and how you can't possibly push luck in any particular direction and chance is chance and you don't have good chance or bad chance it's just bloody chance and then Domino turns around and proves him wrong at every single turn Yes, very good, wasn't it? I enjoy that rant yeah. massively. It was a very good rant, but also a very good representation of the powers of luck. Yeah, because she doesn't have any control over it. And I like that she's not really cocky about it. She's mm-hmm. just kind of like, well, look, look, <laughs> look, look, sure look, sure look. It's just um, look. I enjoyed that. And he's like, why are you here? She's like, I have no idea because it can't actually be pointed in any particular direction. So she's kind of just a, a slave to look. Mm. She's a slave to, to look, look. Yeah. Britney Spears yeah I get it yeah. I've seen films <laughs> that's a good point though that actually that'll come up again later yes it will um, so we, we took a look at Fortune and uh, Domino is one of probably the, the big characters that does that um, my, my favourite bit about the Ryan Reynolds uh, speech is where he goes who came up with such a stupid superpower probably someone who can't draw feet ah. Rob Leefield probably um, yes Domino is uh, a pretty good example of that in the comic books she's a white skinned lady with a black dot over her eye mm-hmm. in the movie the she's a black skinned lady with a white dot over her eye and racists were upset and racists were very upset well, which probably made me enjoy the movie more if I'm honest although there was a little bit of controversy about that wasn't there because they specifically were looking to cast someone yes but they also did that for The Witcher mm. Mm. interesting choices mm. anyway mm. Um, where are we going there sorry I was talking about her powers they are very poorly defined and they seem to only work for her um, so she can't influence the look on a team mm-hmm. I think she can only influence look on an individual basis which is pretty strange if you think about it really yes what her superpower is essentially main character superpower yeah because every main character of, of everything always has to have unnatural look yeah think things of, to work out in any form yeah James of, Bond James Bond John McClane John McClane John Rambo Johnny McSee Johnny McRambo anyone called John basically John uh, yeah, Hurt John's our, our friend John, John very our, lucky man yes very lucky John Jones <laughs> also lucky the UFC fighter no the UFC fighter <laughs> cocaine I think most okay, but what I'm saying is no no this this, <laughs> this turned into a bit and it was actually a point the point was Look at John McClane. John McClane has the same look superpowers as Domino. Yeah, things just happen to uh, yeah. oddly line up. How has he never been killed? It is pure blind chance. Yeah. So John McClane is Domino, really. So really any main character has look as a superpower. Yeah, other than like the likes of Deadpool, who is 
dreadfully unlucky. I think but yeah has a power that gets around it. So the trope is is usually called uh, born lucky. That's, mm-hmm. that's the name of the trope, and it's it can be exhausting if it's not done very well. Um, and a lot of writers use it now to subvert expectation, where we assume the character is going to make it out, and then it's like, oh, oh, oh Sean never Bean. mind. Oh, Sean Bean's had his head cut off. Oh no, oh, Sean, Sean Bean, poor Sean Bean. Oh. But if you think about it, there is it has jaded people on the Die Hard trilogy, or quadrilogy, or quintilogy, it's or bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they put Jay Courtney in it. But also because it became like in the first one, he was unlucky. He was. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and things kept going against him, not for him. And he and really, that's what makes it interesting. That's Michael. what makes it interesting, and he he does get through it by the skin of his teeth. So he is skin really, of his feet, Michael. You misspoke. Oh, very good, because he gets the glass. <laughs> that's excellent. He gets through it by the skin of his feet. I've seen movies. Yeah, I know. I've, you've heard the jokes. <laughs> you've, you've seen jokes before, um, but he does get through it by the skin of his teeth, like Domino would, and he survives. But in the later ones, he's almost untouchable. Like when he mm. crashes that, when he drives the car up a ramp, jumps out, the car blows up a helicopter, none of the debris hits him and he lands safely. Yeah. Madness. True. That's the kind of thing that in the comics only Domino could do. Well, one of the things I really enjoyed about the sequence in Deadpool 2, and I say this because it's probably the best representation of Luke as a superpower on screen that I've ever seen, as opposed mm-hmm. to the character who kind of stares at something intensely for a second and then we hear a funny sound effect like, meow. And then something falls off a shelf or something like that. This is a thing where she kind of just has to give herself over to the force of luck and watch it happen. Mm -hmm. And the slow motion scene where she gets flipped from a car into a giant inflatable teddy bear is incredibly enjoyable to watch, Michael. It's a very good scene. So well choreographed throughout. The scene on the truck where she has to shoot a bullet randomly in the air because she knows it'll hit what she needs it to hit. But it's funny. She has to take an active role in her look or it doesn't pan out. Mm. For example, Michael, it knocks the fire extinguisher onto the floor of the truck and then she has to aim and shoot the fire extinguisher. She doesn't miss though, does she? She doesn't miss though, but we don't know. We don't know how much she has to actually participate. How would you ever beat her? You couldn't. That's the thing. How does she get taken out of the end of the film? How does Juggernaut get rid of her? I think he's just, I think he just swats her. Like she's not harmed, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily impact his outcome yeah, in the I fight. Suppose just because she's lucky doesn't mean she can take him. That's out. what I mean. It's so it's it's well balanced in that, or is it? I mean, or I don't it? know. They cause such a huge issue because technically, this was always done. This was done really well in a New Zealand series called The Mighty Johnsons. Go on. The Mighty Johnsons was about... You bring this up about once a month. <laughs> no, I don't. It's about once a year and it's my time. Um, the Mighty Johnsons was this great and bizarre Kiwi series about oh, yeah. a family of working class kind of guys who are the embodiment or the avatar for Norse gods. Now, why Norse gods resettled in New Zealand? It's very nice, in mm-hmm. fairness. New Zealand's lovely. If I had a choice, it's I'd probably... It's warm. It's not too hot, It's though. not too hot. It's so got a nice, you know... A nice temperate climate. Homely climate yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but anyway... A great variety of uh, <laughs> landscapes. The patriarch of this family yeah. is not Odin, as one would expect, Michael, Ooh. but Ool. Um, Ool is an unusual god in Norse mythology. He is sometimes mistaken for Odin, or Odin is mistaken for him. And it's very possible that they're the same character. But Ool is the god of games and the hunt. Hmm. Um, that's what he does in Norse mythology. And his power in the show was luck. You've not put him on the list here, have you? I haven't put him on the list, now? but it, uh, this, this, has, this has come to me okay. as we've been talking about this. Because this has taken a different direction to the direction I thought it was going to take. Oh, okay, I thought it was going to be a list, but now it's a discussion on how luck can fuck with your plot. Okay. Um, 
And his power is We're not BuzzFeed Ben Basically We're not just doing listicles <laughs> um, But basically Michael, Although apparently Ben BuzzFeed News Great like, Yeah very good journalism Yeah On occasion Which yeah. is surprising I'm paid not gonna for, lie Paid for by the listicles yeah. Maybe we need more listicles Turns out they uncover quite a bit Yeah Panama Papers What are we talking about Panama Papers Ool um, is the god of luck and chance And he as the embodiment of Ool Has perfect luck Now w- What I mean by that is all he has to do is turn anything into a bet or a gamble ah. and he will win. Ah. So uh, one of the ways that he does this, first of all, he tries to restrict himself from using that power. Mm. Um, he's a very morally responsible man and he doesn't go to casinos and he doesn't do anything. He tries to do everything by the rules. And at a certain point in the series, something bad happens and he decides, fuck it. Do you know what? I'm not playing by anyone else's rules the anymore. Gloves are off. Bloody gloves are off. The the chips are down. And basically, a matter, better metaphor. Yeah, for a, for, for a lucky old time. Yeah. Um, and he decides. And basically, at one point, Loki comes along, and Loki's trying to win an election and bulldoze some stuff because Loki's a bad egg. Played by Matt Damon. Uh, not played by Matt Damon or Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Um, mm. And at one point, he's running for election, and it's a pretty bad idea for him to win the election because then he'll have a lot of control Jim over Carey. the town. It's not Jim Carrey either, I'm hmm. afraid. Uh, he's not green. Hmm. Um, but at one point, he says that oh, guy from Supernatural who pretended to be Loki for a while. Yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, Loki's in a lot of stuff. Loki's in a lot of stuff. He's a popular character. Big pop culture footprint. Um, good for him. We should probably do an episode. We think we have, haven't we? I'm just Loki. Probably we probably, have. Probably yeah. we have. Um, we should take a look at it though. But basically. Loki's a big bad kind of scary villain and he's like I've got all the power here I've mm. got all the control he can always uh, use fire he has complete control over fire in the show that's mm. what he does he's a frost uh, giant and look I don't know it. and basically what he does to stop him from winning the election is all he has to do is he realises when he throws the rules to the wind because he tries to beat Loki on fair terms and then he kind of realises the absolute potential of his power here and he goes hey I bet you lose the election. And that means that he instantly wins. And Loki realises in that moment, he goes, ah, flutes. Ah, you you absolute. You absolute dingus. You jammy bastard. Um, Piss off, fool. Um, He does does that. Um, So he wins the election. And this is a man who can weaponise his luck simply by turning things into a game. Mm. And it becomes a really interesting thing in the story. How fascinating. And it becomes like a moral dilemma for him on whether he should do that, you know, whether people actually like him because he's himself Mm. or whether they like him because he's lucky or whether the universe is pushing him in that direction Mm. um, because... Because power corrupts. No, no, but he doesn't know if he has a good life because he's lucky or and the universe is just making things falsely fall into place for him. Mm -hmm. Or whether that look means that they do genuinely like, oh, it's, it's a whole moral dilemma. It's, it's, the, look it's the look of the draw. It's the look of the draw, Michael. Um, but we could say that about any kind of look, really, Michael, couldn't we? Um, but that was all. Have you seen Ben? Benjamin, have yes. you seen, since we've diverted onto TV? Seems to. Did you see the mid-90s TV show Strange Look? I think you know I didn't. You didn't? You, ben, you were but a young pup. But a pup. You were probably four years of age when, a when Strange Look pup. came out. Um, so Strange Look, Ben, it's a TV show, a syndicated TV show. It only had 17 episodes. Only 17 episodes, and I did you the I did you the service of watching many of them. And how did that go? <sighs> it's very 90s. It's like Highlander. I watched Highlander after your episode with good friend of the podcast, Shane. Yeah. Uh, the Sky One Highlander. It's all on YouTube. 
Oof. Very 90s. Oof. I mean, they're from the same era. They're from the same era of big baggy, big, baggy, uh, big baggy suits. Yeah. Is everyone wearing a big baggy suit? Yeah. Why is everyone wearing a big baggy suit? Know. Why did nobody know a tailor in the yeah. 90s? What was going on? Why were everyone's suits so big? Anyway, that's less important. So It's not of, really. It's quite important. One of the fascinating things, Ben, about the TV show Strange Look was it only got 17 issues, episodes before it was cancelled, but it was very hyped before it came out because it starred D.B. Sweeney and you, you'd know him you'd know his face I'll have an old look but here the, you spin your wheels the hilarious thing about Strange Look and this is not really related to the topic this is just a bit of trivia I came across while, we, while I was looking this up is when this came out there was a huge amount of hype around it because a movie star was going to be in a TV show how funny. I know, it was bizarre. I think it might have been one of the first ever cases of a movie star who was going to be in a TV show. Oh man, D.B. Sweeney doesn't look so hot. Well, he's probably pretty old these he's days. 58 these days. Yeah, so he was like 35 when this was made. I do know his face though, you're yeah, absolutely you, everybody correct. knows D.B. Sweeney, he's been around the block. But he was a kind of B-list or a C-list movie actor. He was in Brother Bear. But it was still huge news that there was a TV show coming starring a movie actor. Isn't that bizarre? But Michael, that's that's how television works it's these days. De rigueur these days. But back in the 90s, it was huge news. Anyway, that's... Strange Look is about a man. His name is Chance Harper. Uh, well, look, I mean, you're, you're tempting fate with that. Now. Oh, very good. Tempting fate, very good. I see what you've done. And Chance <laughs> Harper uh, has essentially the same superpowers as Domino. He's not like Ool, who you just described. He has no control over it. Okay. And he just has strange look. Not necessarily good or bad look. Just strange look. Unusual. Yeah. So, I'm going to describe the plot of the pilot, right? Oh, God. Um, And the the instances of look, because it's just bizarre. So, he wakes up, and he gets a call from his ex-girlfriend, and she tells him, there's a man who's done a thing, and we need a photo. He's a photographer, Ben. You'd like that. Oh, I do like photography, Michael. Actually, there's a lot you'd like about him, Ben. He's kind of uh, down on his look... Uh, huh? He lives in a kind of squalid apartment. I would love to live in a squalid apartment to be down on my. And look. he wears a big baggy suit and a trench coat, and he always has his camera with him. That I probably wouldn't There's like. There's a lot of noir to this. Sounds a bit perverted. No, you'd like it. There's a lot of noir to this. There's a lot of noir oh, music. Well, that's that's for me then. Constantly playing in a grim city. That's for me then. Yeah, one of the cats wants to come in. So he gets a call and he has to go and. Um, we learn everything we need to know about him because she says, go and get this photo of this man who's... Give me that. Go and get a photo of this man who's been arrested. And don't get sidetracked, Chance Harper, as you always do. You, you bloody ADHD son of a gun. So he goes to the cafe where that lady from Eeyore works. And <laughs> okay. in the cafe, he's like, hey, can I get a coffee? And she's like, that's $2, Chance Harper, you son of a bitch. And he's like, I've only got $1. Give me a scratcher. So she gives him a scratch card and he scratches it and he wins $5 and buys the coffee and says, keep the rest for yourself. And he notices a woman in the cafe and she's crying and he's, he decides, don't get sidetracked, don't get sidetracked, unless there's a very good reason. So he follows her and he follows her. In his creepy trench coat with his camera. trench coat with his camera and he follows her up onto a. Oh no. Yeah. And he follows her up onto the roof of a building where she's committing suicide. Oh no. Yeah. So he tries to help her. Yes. And he catches her. Good egg. Yeah. And he he catches her hand, but she does fall off and they both fall off together. Oh no. And he continues taking photos as they're falling down. What? But luckily, the police have arrived in time and they land in a big airbag. Oh lovely. So they're taking them down to the station. They're you know, there's lots of paperwork. 
and that he says, "Hey, I'm supposed to be going down to the police station because remember he was trying to get this photo. He was trying to get this bloody photo." And he says, "Can I catch a ride?" And they say, "Sure thing." Mr. Harper That's not how it works No I mean it would be Police officers don't give lifts I know but he does need to go down And fill in the report Okay So on the way They come across a crashed car Oh And he says Did you get sidetracked? He gets sidetracked And he says I have a bad feeling about this Does it matter to you guys If I tell you that I have a bad feeling And a man comes out of the car And shoots the two cops Oh no Yeah and uh, Then the man runs away He tries to shoot at Chance Harper But he misses What a cook Exactly what a cook And Chance Harper then Picks up the gun because the cop is trying to shoot the baddie, okay. but he's run out of bullets, but he's still, and he says, stop firing, he's gone, he's gone. And then the cops arrive while Chance Harper has the gun in his hand. And that's strange look. What strange look. So they arrest him in his big baggy suit and his trench coat. And his camera. Uh, but they leave his do, trench coat do, do behind. camera. And his, his ID is in his trench coat. So they bring him back to the police station with his camera. And he just so happens that he's being interviewed in the room next to the man who he was sent to get a picture of at the beginning of the story. Yeah, get the fuck out of town. And he takes a picture of him on the sly. So he gets the picture that he needed. This all happens in the first 10 minutes. This is intense. <laughs> it's, it's so intense. <laughs> it's just constant strange look. Strange look sounds like a roller coaster. Oh, and I'm watching it going, my God, this is, oh, I'm glad this is not my life because it's just constant. <laughs> That's always what I feel like when I watch TV shows. I'm so, like, oh my God, if this was real life. <laughs> it seems like he got his powers when he was the sole survivor of a plane crash that killed his parents and sister. Oh. Yeah. But, um, just overloaded with a bit of luck. Seems to be. But at one point he thinks he's losing his luck. <gasps> dun, dun, yeah. dun. He but just dun, be a dun, normal dun, human not. being then. Yeah, he's not though. He gets more scratch cards and then he wins $25. And it's like, what was the point of that? But the waitress from Eeyore at one stage says to him, why do you always stop? And he's like, what do you mean? And she says, you win on the scratch cards every time. If you keep going, you could win a million dollars. And he says, if there's one thing I learned, it's not to push it. Yay, don't push your your look. Don't push your look. Pushing your look would have been a better name for that series. But but he doesn't push his look. It's just strange look. But realistically, when you think about it, that's just the plot of every TV show about a person. Except that they don't know. <laughs> yeah, at least he knows that he has strange luck. Like, isn't that essentially, isn't that the same That's plot? Kind of it, yeah. Isn't that the plot yeah. of Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, 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 the old lady who solves murder mysteries just happens to be here. If anything, she's bad luck for anyone she's around. Exactly. If I saw that woman coming, I'd be like, fuck, no. How many murders do you I'd have? Be, get... I'd be straight on a train out of town. I'd yeah. be like, no, nope, somebody's going to kick the bucket. It could be me. I have been many places, Ben, in my 38 years of life, and I've never been involved in a murder investigation. And you could be, aside, character of murder she wrote oh this is the mildly successful podcaster from Ireland <laughs> and you would be like how are you now Mrs. Murder Mystery <laughs> you, you'd definitely be the one who killed me oh yeah Almost absolutely certainly. Ben killed him out of spite and jealousy mm. for his stunning physique and charming radio voice thanks Ben yeah, no problem no talk problem. about other comic books oh, I've kind of just given away my plan to murder you <laughs> um, to talk about comic books no. it's it's again it's more on the nose Black Cat uh, who we are both fans of at the podcast big more you than I yeah, but um she has bad luck as a superpower, Sometimes. but not for herself, mm-hmm. for other folks and fairies around her. Mm. Um, she she throws the odds off for other people. Sometimes. Which again, Michael, yeah. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't for Black Cat, because once it was magic, yeah, but then another time it just turned out to be elaborate planning. She's just real good at that. Yeah, she just oh. planned it so that people thought she was giving them bad luck. 
Oh. But it was actually just well planned. Remember, that was the plot twist, Ben, of our... To our movie. Of our pitch. Pitch, please. Pitch, please. Plurakat movie, which you can see now. What about what about Longshot? Uh, Longshot's a, a different one again. Uh, he's... He has only got four fingers, or is it three fingers? It's three fingers, I think, because he's, he's, he's not a mutant in the traditional sense. No. He's He's a citizen of Mojo World. Mm. Um, Mojo World is a strange, very 90s X-Men thing. Um, <laughs> it's, is it a Claremont thing? Probably. It sounds like a Claremont thing. It does, Look, isn't it? Um, Mojo World is basically the inevitable conclusion to Big Brother, um, where everything is filmed, everything is dangerous, everything is uh, for entertainment. Under the whim of a horrible slug man. Um, under the whim of a horrible slug man, Donald Trump eat your heart out. Uh, you know, <laughs> look, it's, it's the inevitable end to America, um, where everything is filmed. It's like The Purge, but with reality TV thrown into the mix. Um, and it centers around the, the man in charge is Mojo. Mm-hmm. And Mojo is a big slug man um, who who captures mutants because mutants make good sport for his network TV. Um, and they kind of get pitted against, I suppose it's like American Gladiator, um, where his denizens are um, kind of mutated or aggressively genetically altered people. Um, the two big characters that came out of the Mojo World Cycle were Spiral and... She's got loads of Longshot. arms. Longshot. Spiral's got loads of arms. Yeah. And she's very good. And initially we meet Longshot as a contestant who's trying to win Mojo World. And he's made it this far because he's a Longshot, Michael. Yeah, very good. And the odds fall forever in his favour. Um, and it, it really depends on, on what way you look at that character. He can tilt probability in his favour. So he never misses a shot. Very good. Because his probability's in... But that's only sometimes, Michael, because if he doesn't put his heart into it, luck doesn't work out for him or something like that. If he doesn't want to, it doesn't work. So he doesn't have forever luck like Domino, where if she's if she's not paying attention, luck will still kind of pan out for her. But if he's not paying attention, he can fail. Mm-hmm. So his is like intention... Mm. like favourable intention um, and he's just an odd 90s character he's very 90s he's got a glowing eye like Cable yeah um, he's got a beard he's a bit of a scruff um, and his his major power is a big weapon he is carries it? a big weapon around he has guns and stuff so he can shoot he'll throw a knife at you swing probably he loves a knife he'll throw a knife I at you I think he had the playing card stick for a while he's got leathery skin he's got, does he? He's got a leathery skin. Yeah. But yeah, he's just a random 90s character that's never... He's poorly defined, Michael. But poorly defined seems to be the nature of any look-based superhero. We've we've an Irish woman, Michael. Classic. Bloody shamrock. And what would you give an Irish woman? Only, only the best of the times, never the worst of times. She's always riding high on Luke's fancy horse. I don't know if it's a phrase that we use, do we? Do we? No, probably not. Hers are mystical. She has spirits. They mm-hmm. give her an L dig out when she needs them. And those <laughs> are supposed to be like fairies. Um, yeah. She wears a big green leotard with a shamrock. They give her an L dig out. Um, yeah, look, the, the look powers are weird, man. Um, I mean, I suppose you could look at characters like Bullseye. He's very lucky. Is isn't he? Because he? he always makes the shot. Or well, is that with, pure skill? With Bullseye, yeah. Is it luck or skill? Like, I don't know. Because he can miss Daredevil. Yeah. So, like, it it doesn't seem to be a mystical thing with Bullseye where he just mystically never misses. He just seems to have a very, 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 very good aim. But not in a supernatural way. Yeah. Like, you can make Bullseye miss. Or you can block it. Yeah. Or you can do a flip. 
Yeah. Whereas with Domino, I don't think that you could dodge her shots because it's luck that are guiding them, not the natural laws of physics combined yeah. with just a preternaturally good aim. It's so complicated, Michael. What about Ben when luck is the baddie? Luck is quite often the baddie, Michael. I mean, you have Final Destination. That's where I was going. Yes, yeah, so I know. I, yeah. I pick up on those segues, those mm. buttery smooth segues. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my favorite ways that luck is often the bad guy is we have your McLuffins, which are McGuffins, which are based in luck. Go on. And then we have Final Destination as like inevitable bad luck or balancing the scale. Well, it's death, really, isn't it? But it's yeah, it, death and fate. They're tied yeah. together, aren't they? But you have to die in an incredibly unlucky way. Yeah, the, the odds are, through. yeah, they're really weird, which are entertaining to watch, mm-hmm. but terrible movies after the first one. Like oh, the hey. first one has an interesting concept, oh, hey. but after that it gets pretty messy. Then you have like weird luck caused by different objects. I don't know if you ever saw the oh. ill-fated Stan Lee Lucky Man starring James Nesbitt. Yeah, um, forgot he, about that. He gets an L bracelet that A shifts luck in his favour. Yeah. Um, and as long as he wears the the lucky bracelet, he has good luck. Um, there are other like cursed objects are a we great one. We should have really focused more on that, shouldn't we? we cursed objects are great. There's no, a lot of ones. We forgot about Stanley's lucky man. Yeah, Stanley's lucky man is quite something. Mm. This was when Stanley's name was put on everything because yeah. he's been handled by a real dickhead. Yeah, I remember when he was Stripperella or something with Pamela Anderson. Stripperella with Pamela Anderson. And he was like, Excelsior! Yeah, is this for kids? <laughs> it's it's not, Stan. It's not for kids. Um, his name got slapped on a lot of stuff at mm. one point. Um, very unlucky. <laughs> um, but in general, like, cursed objects are a great crack, Michael. You got your monkey paws. Mm-hmm. You got your your talismans of bad luck. And then you have your lucky objects, which are like, a lot of them pop up in Supernatural. There's been a few in Supernatural where... There was a lucky rabbit's foot, wasn't there? Yeah. Or an unlucky rabbit's foot. An unlucky foot. rabbit's foot, because it was damaged. Then there were the hex bags, which are You're given to you by... I'm a... <laughs> you bleeding hex bag. Um, they're the hex bags that are given by witches, which cause abnormal bad luck if mm. they're on your person or in your room. And they cause death and bad luck and Ooh. all kinds of things. So there's loads of cursed objects. Cursed objects are a great MacGuffin and plot device. Mm. We love an L-cursed object. We know it's not going to pan out. You're like, oh no, no it's should, really bad luck. Happy. You, should get, you should get Rick from Rick and Morty to decurse it for you. Yeah, absolutely. But you go down to needful things or not needful things anymore. Um, one of the one of my favorite things is, Michael, that they're just unbeatable as a power. It really is. Like If we were applying luck in a very real sense... As you said at the beginning of this topic, any character that has that is just unbeatable. Because if the odds are ever really always in your favour, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to... Like John McLean. How are you supposed to beat that? Like, for example, if Domino shot you, you can... Like, so Deadpool or... Mm-hmm, so many Marvel heroes, so little time. If Bullseye takes a shot at Daredevil... Yeah. Okay. He can and he flip. blocks it with the L Billy Club. Yeah. You know, gives an L flip. Yeah. That's fine. If Domino shoots at Daredevil, which she often might because she's a mercenary and Sometimes, she does that yeah. kind of thing, surely it the bullet would hit it right at the like stress point of the billy club, crack through it, and then just oh, that's kill lucky. Daredevil. That's lucky. You know, but that's lucky. So surely that's how it works. Surely stupid the odds just constantly shift. Stupid power. It's a stupid power, Mike. <laughs> that's the conclusion. What of a this great week's plot episode. device. That's the end of this week's episode, but ladies and look, gentlemen. Go back to Strange Look. Sorry, I nearly forgot to say a thing. <laughs> it means that the whole series Strange Look, he has essentially no agency. Yeah, he's just a slave yeah, to fate. He's just a man who stumbles through this series. And sometimes of events. it turns out horribly like, yeah. oh, that guy shot all our police officers. That's unlucky. And in modern America, Michael, he'd probably be shot in spot. 
<laughs> they probably well, right, wouldn't talk so, down. probably. Huh? Right. Oh, oh, uh, oh, D.B. Sweeney, you mean? Yeah. Chance Harper. Yeah. No, Chance. Is it Chance Harper? Oh, look. Chance Bizarre. Who Chance. knows? Um, Chance is a fine thing. <laughs> Chance is a fine thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, were we lucky enough to keep your listenership this week? Ah, uh, let us know down below. I doubt it. Um, let us know down below. <laughs> what is that? It's a Lego Sakaran. What's a Sakaran? From uh, Thanos' army. <laughs> I guess. Um, it's got a little angry face. Yeah. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, what did we miss? What what, what are your favourite instances of luck in TV? Or or what big twists were based entirely on luck? What what was the big kind of forced look that you you saw in different shows and movies? Ladies and gentlemen, bloody, bloody, hold your breath. We're going to, but you can see us in person. Oh. next week oh. if you're listening to this on a Monday well this very Saturday should you be joining us at Dublin Comic Con mm-hmm. we're, we're knocking around look for my my disgruntled face I'm a very grumpy man um, you can find me somewhere at Comic Con and come over and give us an L show I'll be there too we've got some business cards <laughs> you can give us an interview <laughs> little interview little interview little video little have video. a chat have, have a chat. chat chat about comics give us TV pretty- podcast topics you'd like to hear discussed because just we, give us some podcast advice uh, yeah just you know share us with your friends yeah. um, ladies and gentlemen we have rebranded our YouTube channel have we it's Shomra Bjog okay. it's now Shomra Bjog so you can find us Shomra Bjog everywhere just stick in Shomra Bjog and we'll pop up somewhere um, if you're listening to us on Spotify thank you very much give us an L uh, follow and share the episode with as many of your pals as you can yeah That'd stick be great it on uh, Instagram there if we're on Apple Podcasts, if you yeah. listen to us on Apple Podcasts, bloody, bloody, give us an L review. Give us an L review. Give us an L review. You don't have to write that much, just a, a quick review. If you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. which we're on, um, give us an L like and share it around as well. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still on YouTube, get Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Hi, Nisha. Except for you, Nisha. <laughs> we're big fans of your work. Um, you can keep listening to us wherever you like. We will have a video coming out soon, ladies and gentlemen, about Comic-Con. If you have any questions you've always wanted to ask cosplayers, or uh, participants in Comic Cons please send them to us as soon as possible you can get in touch with us at a number of different places shomrabeog.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g.com oh it means sign room in Irish in shock and Aguilga, very important um, or you can find us on Instagram at shomrabeog and you can get in touch with us there if you prefer a less formal way to get in touch with your podcasting things good luck for the rest of the week ladies and gentlemen that's it from us bye bye